tell me that you built a time machine? Uh, get the Inconceivable! Inconceivable! Get the Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. I'll have what she's having. Yippee ki motherfucker. Okay, welcome to Picked in High School. Hey, this is a podcast where we talk about 80s films and our love of 80s films. Uh, I want to introduce myself. My name is Lex. Hi, I'm Mez. Uh, and we are Lex and Mez. <laughs> <laughs> or Alexis and Meryl. Uh, today I'm the one with the croaky voice, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, so a couple of days ago we watched a film, uh, which we watched a lot as teenagers. I want to say. Yeah, I mean I watched it a few times. Yeah. This one. But really resonated with us oh, today. Oh yes, it does. Yeah. So um, it's actually <laughs> it's really actually if you haven't seen it for a while, we, we highly recommend that you watch it, especially you parents out there. Oh yes. Because we're talking about. Parenthood. We are talking about parenthood. Right, so, Meryl, do you want to give the blurb about parenthood? Well, I mean, I guess it just follows um, a bunch of families that are uh, like related to each other. So, you know, sisters and brothers. Well, there's three siblings, isn't there? And then their, their parents. Four. four, sorry. And their parents and then their respective families with kids. And I guess it just follows the trials and tribulations of bringing up children and all the joy that they bring to yeah life. well more than that and having parents as well so it's yeah like, uh cross generation generational intergenerational well i guess it's just um i i think there's some things when you become a parent that you start to understand more about your own parents that right. maybe you don't realize before and i guess there's that perspective that's sort of followed in the film as well yeah yeah so, and so the main character says he's 36 no yeah 35 35 mm. um and we'll talk about who's in it, but Steve Martin plays yeah. the main character. Yeah. Uh, Clay? Clay, I think his name is. No. What's his name? What's his name? Oh my God, I can't even remember. Well, it was only two days ago, people. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, so this is having kids. You have no short-term memory left. <laughs> Absolutely. After three children, Absolutely. my, my short-term right, memory is... We'll, we'll quickly is, check that uh, out. But the, uh, before we go into the actors, we'll talk about the director. This one's directed by the Ron Howard. Yes. Um, so many generations will know who Ron Howard is in different aspects of his career. Um, back in the day, he played Opie Taylor um, from Leave It to Beaver. Is that right? I never watched it. I never watched that. That's a bit before our time. I mean, this is way before our time. We're talking about black and white television. I remember him from Happy Days. But mo- yeah, most people... Repeat. Boomers will know him from Happy Days, obviously. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> okay, Boomer, man. Everyone's saying it. Um... But yeah, obviously, as um, what was his name in Happy Days? Archie? No. Oh man, stretching the memory here. Today. Yeah, but again, it's kind of before our time. I yeah. mean, I just think about um, Richard Cunningham. Richard Cunningham. Richie Cunningham. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and and then obviously he went into uh, he had a few movies, but he went into directing quite hard. Um, so he's done some fantastic films. He's part of um, what did he do? He did Apollo thirteen. He's done um. I think he did Forrest Gump. He's, he's done a plethora of great His films. daughter's an actress too. She's. I was going to get to that. Yeah, Bryce so, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. She's, um... She so our son loves him because she's... <laughs> she's, she's in Jurassic in, World. She's in Jurassic she's World. Claire and he's obsessed yeah, with her. Yeah. I keep having to play the character Because he Claire. thinks he's going to be Owen, Owen one day that yeah, he's yeah, told yeah. us he's going to marry she's, her. Um, so, I think uh, the first time I ever saw her was when she took over the role of Victoria in the Twilight Saga. 
Because right. it was originally another actress and then she took it over. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, but also, apparently, she makes a cameo in Parenthood. She's in the school play audience. She's like six or seven. Okay, cool. So, and can I just say that Steve Martin's character's name is Gil. Gil. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> A good friend of mine is Claire Gill, and that's probably there you why. Go. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. I probably so thought of it when I was oh, watching man. it. Anyway, yeah. what's up, Clay? Um, okay, so um, Steve Martin. This is another all sarcastic. Oh, by the this way. is a great. And cast. this is a sneaky all sarcastic because it is from the '80s generation, and then they've kind of brought up some th- three great oh, actors these, at the back of this. Yeah, no, I, these are all really successful. Yeah, well, let's start actors. with the with the older generation. So Steve Martin. Uh, Diane Weiss from Weiss. the Lost Boys. Yep, so there's another crossover about. from what we talked about. Yeah. Um, Rick Moranis. Rick Mor- Moranis. Who's my favourite from Little Shop of Horrors, but he's yeah. also in Ghostbusters, isn't well, he? Well, I, I remember from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Ah, oh, yes, that's right. So, yeah, he'd made a, a few comedies and a few serious shows. My sister Megan and I loved him so much in Little Shop of Horrors. It's <laughs> just so funny. But well, he's funny in Ghostbusters too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... <clears throat> On Martha the Plimpton. teenagers is Martha Plimpton, who was also in Goonies, um, another eighties. You know, I've never seen that movie. Oh my god, we have to, I, we have to watch it and we have to talk no. about it. Um, <laughs> and other ones um, include Leaf, Leaf Phoenix, which is weird. Who is Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, that's so, so weird. As I a child, he the... changed his name, um, and then by his own volition, and then decided that you know what? No, the reason was because he. People couldn't pronounce his name. Joaquin. Yeah. Joaquin. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't know if it's with us. Well, he's, he's Puerto Rican, so it would be actually Joaquin. Is he Puerto Rican? Well, he was born in Puerto Rico, so potentially that's why. Oh, okay. He's so cute and little in this film. Yeah. And it's I don't so know if, if. Hard to think of him as the his most recent movie with the Joker. Yeah, so right now he's killing at box office with the Joker and he'll probably win Best Actor. But he's been a bit nuts, hasn't he, in the past? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's some great films um, and he's obviously, he got Best Supporting Actor, I think, with Gladiator. Um, And... um, I like him. I liked him in Signs with um, the Alien movie. Signs he's good in, absolutely. Uh, He's Um, good in that. I really like I think he's actually got a... I think he's got a... uh, a, uh, Oscar Oscar for Walk the Line Oh that's right I forgot he was when in he that When he played Johnny Cash But it's weird how I read before That his older brother Who you would know As River Phoenix Yes Rest his soul yeah. Dated Martha big, Clinton Big 80s heartthrob Yeah The 80s heartthrob I remember the first The first time I went to Los Angeles So yeah. like mm, 2002 Yeah I, I had to make a trip To the Viper Room Because that's where he, he died of an overdose know, Is Viper Room still there? I don't think it was. I think when we drove when we past it, there, uh, yeah, but I don't think we it last year. Time. I don't think it was there. I think I remember saying to you because Johnny Depp was owned it, and I think he sold it, and I think it's gone. Right, which is really sad because some really... of the other main ones in the sunset are still there. Yeah, like but Whiskey but that's a really there. iconic like yeah. sunset, you know, yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of club. But anyway, yeah. um, and also of course Keanu Reeves. and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. I love him in so this movie. So it's not his first movie, but it's one of his first movies. No, but movies. he's so good in it, isn't he? And he's probably got the best lines as well. He does. Um, he's really good yeah. in it. And, and yeah, before before he was, I think maybe it was Bill and Ted's. This just, was... Just before Bill and Ted's. No, because Bill, Bill and Ted's was before, because it was 87, wasn't it? Right, it was 88, right. So, so... I think this is, sorry, this is 1989, I think. Yeah. Do we just sneak no, in? No, it's not. It, it's 1988, but it was released in 1989. Anyway. Yeah. 
But um, I do like him in this. And I love it how the mother always refers to him as that Todd. That Todd. Yeah, <laughs> that Todd. He plays that Todd, which is kind of funny in itself. Um, and the kids, uh, there's another kid, generation of kids, which no one really that big except the girl who played Curly Sue. Oh, yeah. The daughter. the daughter, yeah. Um, but other than that, the kids are pretty good in it too. And the, the boy is, is cute. The youngest oh, boy is yeah, cute. He reminds me so much of our, of our youngest. youngest yeah. I know, when he's like yeah. putting the bucket on his head yeah, and stuff. Yeah, getting his head rad. stuck in the banana chair. <laughs> which is, uh, is a, he's a great little kid, a uh, great actor. Um, okay, so there's so many good themes in this, but what, what was your take on the main themes? Well, I took a totally different view of this film as a mother of three children, mm-hmm. as a parent, as I did have having watched this film as a child, a teenager, whatever. Like, it's completely different viewing. Um, and I, I, I don't want to sound like an asshole saying this, but you have no idea what it's like to be a parent until you become one. I thought you were saying that no. I have no idea that like I'm a just no. a subpar parent. I still have no idea yeah, what I'm doing. Does Three anyone, kids deep. Does you anyone know? know what No, doing? but my point is, is that you really don't. And like I used to think I did because I was a teacher and I babysat and I had nieces and nephews and you just have no fucking idea no, no, what it's no, like. No book in the world can tell. You know, oh, not the nothing. Books, the books are good. Uh, but you no know, idea, like I, I think, suppose, but... yeah, I mean that is the main theme of just mm. like the, the highs and lows of parenting, yeah. the difficulty, the fact that you don't really know what you're doing, yeah. you know, and, and then you start to realize that maybe your parents didn't really know what you're doing. So blaming them for things and stuff like I yeah, think, you yeah, know, yeah. but I also think there's a real theme of the male and female roles. And there is that line that drove me nuts that when Steve Martin says to her, women have choices, men have responsibilities. And that yeah. made me so angry because really Okay, well, I was gonna try. And, I was gonna try and touch at that. At would it not fly anymore? But let this no, such a point. I, I, I don't even think that it's it's about that. I think it's just that there, there's you know. I mean, is that sign of the times? No, it, I don't think so. Things think, have changed. Since I think he says it in a, in a moment of frustration because he has to work, you know, mm-hmm. and she's at home. And I guess he says to her, you know, I, I want you to do whatever you want to do. And she's frustrated because she's pregnant with her fourth child and she wanted to go back to work. And, you know, he, she doesn't really have a choice. She has to have, she, you know, she's the one that gives birth. Mm. She's the one that's got to breastfeed. It's got to stay home, you know? Mm. And I mean, she's going to head back to a job as well. Like we do. I mean, of course, I think women do have more choices probably now, but Mm. to say that the women don't have responsibilities, like get fucked. (laughs) I don't think you were saying she hasn't got responsibilities. No, but it it just, that really frustrated me. He was just obviously feeling kidding on himself mm. um, and said something to have a go at to, to 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 verbally insult his wife which people do like couples do throw throw oh, shade really? at each other I don't know <laughs> like sometimes I t- <laughs> sometimes you know even sometimes we're arguing I'll say things that I know you just say just to piss you off but the thing is is like I, I can sort of put myself in her shoes because I have been a stay-at-home mother for like nearly six years and I'm going back to work next Mm. year and I can't wait because finally like it's hard it's an isolating job there's a lot of responsibility so you're telling me if you feel pregnant now oh well, I mean, you know, that's not going to happen. Because that's the scenario. She's got three well, children. Well, if I fell pregnant now, of course, we'd have the baby. But my point is, is that I can, I can see, like, it's yeah, yeah. That frustrated me. Mm. But the same token, in the same in the same scene, he was like, 
you're the woman, you make the choice, I'm mm. here to support you. Yeah. So he said the right thing then, at least yeah. in my perspective. Of course he did. But, mm. I mean, his whole character, like, he's so neurotic, mm. he worries, you know, like, and, and yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's, but that's, see, he always plays that character, yeah, yeah, doesn't he? Like, I remember yeah. saying that, like, oh my God, he's always like this, like, neurotic nut. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's well, just him. He always plays a dad. Yeah. At least we feel, and you, you found out that... Yeah, I found out that he didn't become a father till he was 67. Which blows my mind. Me too. He's, well, he seems to have been grey-haired since he was 30. <laughs> I don't ever remember him as having any other colour <laughs> hair but grey. But it's like how I always think that Vince Vaughn should like always play his husband and father roles, but I don't think he's either. Maybe, yeah. well, maybe he's now, but I remember reading that a couple of years ago thinking, oh my God. I guess you, know? you do get typecast if you're good at something. But. Yeah. I mean, Steve Martin. Steve Martin's <laughs> in so many roles. But yeah. the, when he had brown hair, the only thing I can remember is maybe The Jerk, which is probably his first movie. <laughs> no recollection <laughs> of him ever having anything but that hair. And Blue Haven or Blue Heaven, but he had dyed hair. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. anyway, so it seems like he's perpetually been an old man or a father, but the fact that he wasn't a father till that old kind of... Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit, yeah, reality. But isn't it funny, like... I mean, just touching on the themes, like hmm. the opening scene where they're like, they leave the baseball and they're carrying the kids and they're trying to get into the car and they've got so much stuff. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is our life. Yeah. Yeah. Like getting our children anywhere is like, it's, it's, it's just, a rigmarole. you know, and carrying shit everywhere yeah, all the time yeah. and getting them in and out of car seats. Like, it's just like, oh my yeah. God. Well, I don't know. It's not like a theme, but it was just the reality of yeah, having a, a bigger family. That's it. Um, Another theme that, that was prevalent, and the reason why Steve Martin's character, Gil, was so um, neurotic is that his son had um, a learning difficulty. Yeah, he What's, has, well, he has anxiety, and I mean, there's probably something else going on there, but they don't really touch on it. But he has more pronounced anxiety and worries than just, say, normal normal yeah. worries yeah. that the child yeah. has. So the school know? approaches him um, yeah. and he has to kind of... Well, they both have to make a decision what they're going to do. Um, are they going to keep him at school, go to take him to another school, or take their recommendation to take him to a special school? Mm. Um, so I guess that was kind of interesting as well, being that it was 1980-something mm. um, and how that school approach the situation. Oh, they handle it terribly. And what we Shocking. see today with our kids and, and, and kids at school generally these days is mm. completely different. Well, it was just, um, they basically, the school was basically saying he needs to be sent to a, a special education school. Whereas now it's all about inclusivity and main, you know, sort of trying to keep them in the mainstream school population as much as possible. Mm. Um, mm. And I just, like, just coming from an educational point of view, the way the principal handled it was just not good at no, all. Like, no, it's just I so mean, they had a valid point. They're saying, well, we take yeah, care of 40 kids. Yeah, he needs help. We take care of 40 kids and he's taking 20% that. of our... When she had, like, 38 kids in the class, I'm like, far out, man. That yeah, is, like, you class. know... Really big class. Yeah, Not yeah. realistic here. Could have been just a movie. But, yeah. But, but yeah, but. no, it is. And I think it's funny, like, his denial of the fact that um, Kevin, their son, is suffering from, you know, some sort of psychological issue. Mm. Um, and that's damaging to that child to not get it treated you know mm, and he sort of mm. has to pull his head out of his mm, ass and mm, mm. approach it whereas the mother's just pragmatic like this is what we've done mm. the child needs help we need to do this mm, you know mm. 
God. And his his father treated it, treated it completely terribly. It would just be yeah. like, stop. What are you crying about? Yeah. Why just go and take the money off that kid because he's, yeah. he's smaller than you. Go and beat him up. What are you doing? Stop yeah. being such a wuss. Or whatever the words were. Um, sort of that generational approach, which I feel like we still see to this day. Ooh. Like our parents' generation. Like, oh, there's no such thing as ADHD. Just whack him in the head, you know. Like, yeah. give him a smack. And it's like, mm. Caveat, our parents don't say that. No, but <laughs> no. But just, you know, like you see that a lot. Yeah. Like from that generation where, like in my day, there wasn't this. And it's like, well, that's because it hadn't been discovered yeah. yet. You yeah. You know, it's like, do you still want to put the kids in the bassinet in the back seat? Or should we put them in a car seat? Or yeah. should we smoke while we're pregnant? Or do we do better because we know better? Yeah. So there is definitely that theme. Mm, mm. Um, any other themes? I thought the other one with um, the grandfather and his youngest. Oh, son, the youngest, yeah. Um, obviously, tackled the theme of gambling um, because the youngest son was uh, a gambler. But he just kept giving him money. Yeah, but as how well. how to approach? I think the theme is how do you approach someone that you love unconditionally? Your adult child. Your adult child. Yeah. Who has a significant problem? I don't know. I mean, what would you do? Like, what would you do if it was Hendrix that, you know, like our youngest, like, I mean. Well, it's funny because his solution was, again, it was sound. It wasn't really, uh, it was solve the problem straight away sort of solution. But it was, hey, you know, we're going to give these bookies the money. Um, you're going to come and work for me. And then we're going to give him a thousand dollars a month before yeah. we pay off your debt. And the debt was like, I don't know, 40,000 or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um. And obviously, the son being in the way he was, kind of like, got a great at, opportunity in Peru some little, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chile, Chile, <laughs> and leaves his child with the grandparents. Yeah, yeah. And like, then does a full circle because obviously, and I said it when we were watching it, it's like it seems like his this grandfather now has a chance of retribution, redeeming, yeah, redeeming the fact that he was such a shitty dad. So probably all four of his kids. Yeah. And he says it to, to Gil and Gil didn't even hesitate. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you were a shitty dad. Well, he took him to the baseball and left an usher, paid an usher to watch his child. Yeah. And that's the first scene, right? Like bloody hell. And then you the second scene is, is Steve Martin with his whole family. So yeah. straight away, the next generation learnt from the generation above. Yeah. Um, but I think in this instance, in that, that, that character's character arc did a full circle. Yeah. Or at least he finally get a chance, got a chance to right his wrongs. Yeah. Um, but sorry, back to the gambling point. Um, what are we? What would I do? Um, whatever I had to do, really. Yeah. Whatever you have to do, because it's your child and it's unconditional love. Yeah, it's true. And I've said it to you before, and I, I feel like there's only very few people that get unconditional love, and that's your children and your parents, and and probably your siblings, um, and you do anything for them. Yeah. Um, Notice I didn't say your partner is, is there's this conditions on that, right? What? Um, what not, conditions not is there on our love? But, you know, like there's certain things that will cross the line, they're deal breakers. Oh, okay, radio. But with children, there's no deal breakers. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's maybe murdering, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you're on your own key if you murdered someone. Yeah. Um, but whatever I, whatever I was in my power to help, I'd help. Yeah, okay. But how about you? Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, if you could, you would, right? Mm. Um, you know, but then there's also the idea of have they learnt anything? Yeah. You know? And I mean, That's I agree true. that everything, not everything has to be a learning experience, okay. yeah. learning curve, but I think 
this man, and I mean, he is a man now, even though he's the youngest child, has learned like fuck zero, nothing. No, no. You know? But he's a mirror image of his father. He's mm. like, you, you're the one who taught me to be like this. You're the one who said, go for all the chances and, and, and don't be like everyone else. And, mm. and obviously, but I don't think he was meaning it to be like, do that with gambling, crazy, scary people that are going to kill you if you don't pay their money back type yeah. of chances. Yeah, that's you right, know? Like moving cars. Kind of. Yeah, that's right, on the yeah. front lawn. Cool. All right, well, there's some of the main themes. Um, and obviously, there's a lot more, but, but there's some of the main ones. Um, so, my favourite question, what makes this film 80s? Oh, well, it's funny, but I think we both agree on this. The cameras, like there's so many cameras. Yeah. So, like the scene where Keanu Reeves and Martha Plimpton are doing it and he's like, let's record our love yeah, okay. with a fucking you're, like Kodak uh, camera. Yeah, with a point and shoot you know, film camera. <laughs> to get devel- the film developed, oh which is God. kind of disastrous. Yeah. Okay, so two points there. Yes, I agree <laughs> with you. Two, is that the original sexting? <laughs> Sex tape? Well, maybe it's a, f- it's a taking a photo. Or... Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, you I know. mean, it was. It's not very instant sexting. You've got to wait yeah. like a few days. Exactly. It's funny, like when I worked at Kmart in the nineties, I'll say, but we had a Kodak film development center at the back there. Yeah, yeah I remember. And um, sometimes I used to talk to the guys that worked there, and they told me that like they had definitely had naked. Oh. Photos come through on the reg. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I guess it was right. I yeah, guess I mean, you know, but it's not just the point shoot camera; it's the massive camcorder at the school play and that stuff. That too. Yeah, I thought that you know? too. But on top of that, the actual photo center itself, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Outside the mall, they're not even no. around anymore. What happened? Remember, lovely well, photo film. center in Lanco? <laughs> it was lovely, wasn't it? <laughs> Um, film, yeah. Yeah, well, fil- film died. I think Kodak wouldn't but it's sad. embrace like, digital photography, and so then it kind of died. It's kind of that makes me sad. Yeah. Um, but there's like quite a. I mean, there's a lot of sort of clothes and stuff in this movie that are '80s, but not like not overtly. hugely '80s. Yeah. Just you know, like a yeah. few little touches, the decor, mm. aerobics. Yeah. You know, one of the sisters goes and does aerobics. Yeah, and, stuff. and the, the yeah, and the bike the with the exercise bike the with the fan. <laughs> we had one where Did you, you? push the arms back and forth. Yeah. Man, that is an effective fucking workout. Like you seriously, yes. Yeah. You know, you work out your wrists and ankles. Like <laughs> no, because you're moving your arms and your legs, babe. You're pumping blood around your body. Oh, I see. Um, um, what makes this film so goddamn special? Well, I guess it's a little different. I. I now, as I've said, as being watching it as a parent, so to me, like I found the ability to relate to it made me sort of enjoy it more probably now. Mm. Um, and it's just a nice, like it's got a really nice feel good ending that I like. That mm. I love the way it's sort of this full circle, everything kind of ties up fairly neatly. Um, but it, it's just a nice. I love the interaction between the family. Um, it's nice. I like mm, it. You know, mm. it's, it's a good sort of... It's a feel-good movie. It is a feel-good movie, but yeah. it's just really well-written yeah. and really well-directed and it feels very authentic. These people feel like they are members of a large extended family. Yeah. They just mesh really well. Yeah. And I, and I guess the main 
lesson is that families and relationships is a roller coaster. Yeah. And even though they've basically spilled it out for you at the yeah. end with this nice little scene with the grandma. And, and Gil goes over his head. And yeah, it goes yeah. over his head and then it comes back yeah. to him when it comes to the final scene with or one of the final scenes with the, with the school play. Um, but not only do they spill it out for you at the end, but you also see through through yeah. the, the, the whole film that, that kind of the ups and the downs of the film. Well, I think just leading on to that is probably my favourite line well there's two but yeah. that, that might be my favorite line of the movie when she talks about you know like i liked the roller coaster other people liked the merry-go-round but that just goes round and round i like mm. the roller coaster because it goes up and down and i was like you know what i like the roller you coaster love roller too coasters. i do love roller coasters and for me i would rather live a life you hate the merry-go-round i hate the merry-go-round like i would yeah. rather live a life that was up and down and thrilling and fun than yeah. just went round and round in circles and i and i, and know? I know and i and i feel and i felt that was a great line as well yeah um not as good as uh, yes. <laughs> not as good as, as tape our love. No, no, I no? Gonna, Yes, I do like that. We can record. We can record our love. But when um Diane Weiss's character is oh no 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 sorry okay that's the best. Yes, is dating the okay. science teacher yeah, yeah, or the yeah. biology teacher? Yeah, biology sorry. teacher. And um they find out uh well I won't spoil it but they find out some fairly significant news about her daughter. Yep. And then she's like. I'm not old. I was at Woodstock. You know, I held, what she, I held on oh, to the well helicopter. You might as well spoil it. Because she's going to become she a grandma. Out, like, she's like going to be a young grandma. grandma. She's like, I can't and be then, a grandma. And then the guy's like, are you at Woodstock? I was at Woodstock. She's like, oh yeah, I thought I recognized you. Because she's like yelling. <laughs> no, like, really? I thought you looked familiar. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. It's just time. Oh the timing of the line is fantastic. Yeah. I um, guess when you find out your like 17 year old daughter's about to have a child, it's yeah, fairly yeah. stressful time. She's like, I'm young. I'm hip. <laughs> I was I, at Woodstock. She's like, I was at Woodstock. I listened to the hill. I held on to the bottom of that helicopter and flew away. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Okay. So favorite scene? Mm. I, I, oh gosh. I think I like, you know, I like the end scene. Yeah. Yeah, when they pan away and they show everyone and at the very end, at the very oh, okay. end in the hospital, it's, yeah. it's a really nice. That's, scene. A, that's a nice family moment. But I also like Kevin's party where Steve Martin <laughs> is cowboy dad and rides in on the horse yeah. with the bloody bath yeah. mat as the things on his legs. And yeah, stuff. he really comes through. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. you know, so his son wants a cowboy for yeah for, for his, his party. Birth. Because some there's a mix up and the cowboy can't make it, yeah. so so Gil just I feel like that's something takes you things would and do. just controls controls into his own hands yeah. and just just becomes the, the cowboy. cowboy. He turns into a cowboy. And then the horse rides off down the suburban street. And he falls, and he falls off, off. off. And then the horse is just like grazing, <laughs> grazing in the neighbor's yard. Plants. Imagine that if you just walked outside and there's like a horse grazing. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. Yeah. So uh, remakes, sequels, and spin-offs. Oh, well, you can talk about that because okay. I. So yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's plenty of movies that are similar, uh, but there are straight spin-off TV spin-offs. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm just so going to watch this show now. The first, both NBC, the first one was straight after in the ni- 1990s, and it had Leonardo DiCaprio um, and someone else, noteworthy, um, but didn't go very well. Okay. Um, but then in 2010... There was a six-season series of Parenthood. 
Okay, and, which was really popular, right? Like really it popular. did really well Again, with um, oh, I can picture it. Wasn't I, big here in Australia. No, I feel I like it was a very popular American show. The ads for like when we've had pay TV and like, oh, okay, we sh- this looks pretty good. Yeah, we should uh, watch it. Well, yeah, I mean, I wonder uh, if it's on Netflix. It uh, might be. Well, it's on our Foxtel subscription, oh, yes, so we Foxtel. can um, have a look at that. Um, but yeah, maybe it's worth a look. Yeah. But but yeah, from what I read, the you know it ended and everyone was really enjoyed the ending and stuff like that. So well, that's nice. It might be worth it might be worth a watch. Um, but I don't think it. they should remake it. I think it's a great movie as it is. I don't think it mm. needs to be remade. No, neither. I think if the fact they did a TV show that was successful, then they're pretty good. You know, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I and I think there's more money in TV these days anyway. Yeah. Uh, the setting. St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. Missouri. So we've never been to St. Louis. No, it's on the list of states that I need to get to. Yeah. Why do you want to go in St. Louis? Mm, go to see that big arch thing. Yeah, that gateway from the... St. Louis is one of the most dangerous cities in America. I think it's like top three or something. According to um, Chevy Chase's vacation? No, but if he says it is, then it must be true. And that's where he's next to his hubcaps. <laughs> in his wood-panelled van. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're crossing movies here, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I would like to see a baseball game there, probably because of yeah. this movie. Um, not that um, that baseball stadium's got any. Yeah, it's not like it's not like Boston or, or Chicago. I just well, we've been to Boston. Yeah, yeah, stadium. yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess it is the middle of America. I like Middle America. Middle America right? We went to Oklahoma last year and I very much enjoyed it. I could live there quite happily. Yeah, I might call that the South. But anyway, um, so is there anything that wouldn't fly today? Mm, well, I do. I mean, like you said, that line that he says to her about women having choices and men having responsibilities. I think probably, yes, you could argue that women have more choices 20 years later, but we still have just as many responsibilities. And I feel that a lot of the domestic duties, if you want to call them, of mm. parenthood and whatnot still fall to the women. And, you know, I think there's that really interesting idea of the mental load, and we've talked about that before, about how, you know, there's this huge mental load that women and mothers in particular have to carry. Um, like I just used the example of Christmas at the moment, like we were talking before, like I've got to get the kids' teachers' presents, you know, the ca- the choir carol nights, the dance costumes for the dance concerts, like all these things that have got to be thought about and done. And I think that is still definitely a thing, no matter how far we've come in the last 20, 25 years, mm. that has not changed. Well, was it you who said it, or maybe one of my colleagues at work who, who you know, are amazing because they're part-time workers, but really do five days of work in three to four days. Mm, um, and then are full-time mums on top of that. Um, but, but they said, or you said, um, okay, it's exactly the same mental load. And then you're throwing all the mental load of work on top of mm. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. so it's not, it's not like you're the sharing of no, the family thing. No, it doesn't change. Yeah. And we've spoken about this, about me going back to work two days next year. Yeah. It's nothing's going to change here. You know, like it's still well, all I like of that think stuff. I can, of course. I'm never and gonna, you, no, you are, but you are a man who and a father and a husband who absolutely pitches in and helps, you know, and I'm very grateful for that. 
Um, but I also do believe that they are your children as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, I really dislike it when people, men say I'm babysitting or whatever when their wives go out. I'm like, no, man, that's your child. Uh, I mean, the expression daddy daycare mm. is kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Probably off the back of that movie. But I don't, um, I think probably what wouldn't fly, yeah, like uh, maybe the, I don't know, actually, you know, like, like we said, the grandparents, the grandfather's approach to the kids, I mean, you still see that today. That is a generational thing. Mm. So whilst I believe that our, us and, you know, parents sort of our age and whatnot and younger we have a much more different approach to discipline and, and whatnot. Mm. Um, I still think that people are still accepting of that generation mm. being like that. They're sort of grudgingly so, you know. Mm. But, mm. but yeah, I don't think there was anything really sort of overtly no. inappropriate or whatnot. No. I mean, it was a family movie. It is a family, family movie. Um, but I guess the work environment, his, his, mm, his Very boss, male. Well, very male yeah. for one, but his boss pretty much saying, "Go and yeah. go and wine and dine, schmooze. Yeah. Get get our clients laid. Like yeah, that gross. shit doesn't happen anymore. No, that's. Gross. Like Do you reckon it doesn't happen? Hopefully, it doesn't happen anymore. Like you can't. But didn't you tell me once that you knew someone that used to take them to strippers at lunchtime or whatever? Like uh, you've <laughs> heard was, of that? That was a funny story because uh, <laughs> I won't repeat it. But the guy is a gay guy, and he had to pretend that he wasn't gay. And he took, <laughs> His Korean oh clients to a strip club. Um, oh, but that's anyway, awkward. I won't name names. Um, it was pretty funny though. But yeah, he's there was like no women at this at this carrot at Phil's workplace, and yeah, he was like, I guess I, I like I want to hope except the receptionist. Think, yeah, tr- yes, that's right, the secretary. Mm. I'd like to think that workplaces are, are more understanding of family work benefit for like life balance yeah. for men now. Yeah, that men should be participating in family life and helping out with the kids and attending sport. And I mean, like we know your your work is like that. They're supportive of that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, let me go to baseball. Yeah, that's ironically, right. you come to baseball on Friday nights. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I think, you know, yeah, but I, like, that's kind of gross. Like, get your clients laid. Like, mm, ew. Mm. Really? That's, that's, yeah. Yeah, mm. but yeah, well, the, I guess that must have happened if it was okay to say in the movie. Yeah. Um, we'll kind of touch on this, but do we think millennials will get this? Do we think this movie is dated? If their parents are going to get it, <laughs> for sure. But in saying that, when we watched this as kids, we loved it. Yeah. When I say kids, yeah. kids, I mean teenagers together. Yeah. But, but I guess we were more t- attached to Keanu Reeves. Yes. Um, sorry, that Todd. To- that Todd. <laughs> uh, his storyline and um, Leaf's storyline. Yeah, well, I guess because uh, we were the teenagers in the bedroom. Oh, that was another funny one. line. He was another <laughs> funny one about, that's what little dudes, dudes do. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you sort of think that he's like this knucklehead guy, but he's actually quite perceptive of dealing with because i mean i guess we should say like just i have to go back to it again when mm. he talks about women having choices she doesn't have a choice that character diane Weiss's character mm. her husband left her and shacked up with a younger bird and had a new family left her with a teenage daughter and a sort of 11 12 year old son who is clearly emotionally damaged by his father's just abandoning of the family She's still working full-time, raising these two kids. You know, mm. she doesn't have a fucking choice, does mm. she? Mm. She just stays and digs in and does it, mm. you know? So I think, because, 
Yeah, and then when he rings his father to see if he can come and live with him or spend, and he shoots him down, like mm. it's just devastating. But she's mm. there to pick up the pieces, you know. Mm. Mm. So let's talk about choice for her, you know. Mm. Mm. Um, no. But yeah, back to that. Yeah, millennials would get it. I think so. I think so. I think they relate to that. Those, I don't those think it's it's there's, the there's quite a few storylines, and we missed quite a few. Yeah. Um, but um, but I think my point was when we were teenagers. I got this teenage storyline and then <laughs> now watching this again, I'm like, oh, cool. There's, there's more, there's more yeah. storylines to this movie that yeah. I, that I, yeah, well, I with. really identified with, with the mum, the stay at home yeah. mum. Replace, like replace mobile you know? with, yeah. with point and shoot camera. Yeah. Cause um, I was just like, wow. Okay. That's, I feel this woman, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Okay, soundtrack. Um, so Randy Newman did this soundtrack, who we love because because yes, I love LA. Because so. I love LA song, which we love because they play at the end of Dodgers game. Yeah, whenever who are they our win. Team, yeah. We are a team, um, because we love LA. Um, but he also does a lot of Disney Pixar. Yeah. So uh, he does the main songs in Toy Story. Yeah, but when you said that to me, I actually was like, oh, that's yeah, that's his voice his from voice. the You Got a Friend, and it exactly. kind of has that similar sounding yeah, to the other yeah. songs. Which isn't Weird. 80s by any stretch of the imagination. No. I think he started off his career. Well, he's clearly 60s, 60s. If, if he's working Disney Pixar films, he's doing all right. Yeah, he's doing all right. right. And yeah, like he's doing new ones as well. So. I'd say, I wonder if he... Is I think he's any, quite in, iconic in the, in the States. In the industry. Yeah. I wonder if any of his songs, that I'm sure some of those songs would have been nominated for Oscars and whatnot. Oh, surely, yeah. Because those Disney songs, they kill it, you know? Yeah, surely, yeah. Um, okay. We're wrapping up pretty much. So overall rating, I feel like this is going to be the first time you don't give a ten. Well, I mean, it's it, it, it's it's a, it's a great movie. I probably mm, I don't see why I shouldn't give it a ten. Because you give everything a ten. <laughs> Not every movie is okay, amazing. Um, mm, I'm going to give it an eight point five out of ten. Okay. Just because of. Gil, the character of Gil, does irritate me a little bit. I feel like they did maybe play too much into the Steve Martin stereotype. Yeah. But maybe that was just him. You know, I don't know. Hang on, you're giving him minus marks because of the Steve Martin typecast? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. Okay. You know? um, hmm. Also, Rick Moranis really pissed me off when he said that. When when the Hendrix type child bangs his head into things and he's like, you must be so proud because he's like trying to turn his daughter into a little prodigy. Yeah. And that's another theme, like parenting styles, because when you become a parent and, you, and social media these days, you, yeah, yes, yeah. you meet some interesting. There's a good TV show coming up about that. People. About people and their different parenting yeah. skills and how, they, how they're so adamant that their way is the best. The best way, yeah. Um, and I guess Rick Moranis was a bit yeah. like his character was a bit like that yeah um let your children be children i'm gonna give it a seven and a half and i really like this film really you're gonna give it a mark less than me wow seven and a half is still good that's 75 yeah, percent but i, I um, mean it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a distinction 75 percent, yeah. i guess yeah i'm just trying to i guess i'm trying to mark it towards the other, the other movies that we've already kind of graded um it's not your all-time classic it's not your box box silent no. achiever it is a it did very well. The, I looked though; it did very well at box office. It did over a hundred million. Yeah, I, I love the cast. I love the multiple storylines at the same time. Maybe it lacked a bit more eighties. 
you know, maybe it did like a bit of 80s. It was I from the that. 80s. It was from the late 80s. So, so all bit things were changing into the 90s. But, mm. but it lacked a bit of 80s. Okay. And that's why I give it seven and a half. Right. Oh, okay. can I just say, I want to give it a recommendation today yep. for fellow 80 fans to, if you haven't already and you like scary things, to watch the latest season of, of American Horror Story, yes. titled 1984. So it's set in 1984. It plays on the themes of the camps and the slashes and stuff. And it was awesome. Yeah. You enjoyed it, didn't you? I did enjoy we it. We binge watched it in like three days. It's probably the reason why we haven't been doing... Because uh, <laughs> I was like, are we are finishing this? No, it was really... I really uh, late, enjoyed of it. Late, it was, but yeah, uh, look, it was really good. Definitely worth a watch. made me feel very good. The soundtrack's amazing. The soundtrack's, the soundtrack's amazing. amazing. Okay. Um, well, thank you so much for listening. Um, once again, if you want to email us, hit us up at thepeakpod at hotmail.com. But really, we're more likely to be on Instagram than the handle is. At thepeakedpod. Um, so like, talk to us there probably. Like, subscribe, share the podcast, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Peace. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Yeah, I got a question. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe?